Welcome to the Chad Marketing Podcast, your number one place to learn actionable strategies and tips that help you have more profitable conversations with your customers. This podcast is here to help you grow your business by better understanding your customers, speak to them on another level, and grasp the opportunities that lie in the chat marketing industry. And now, let's get chatting with your host, live from Melbourne, Australia, successful chat marketer and entrepreneur, Dan Pinney. Welcome to episode three of the Chat Marketing Podcast. Thanks so much again for joining us. Today's guest is Jason Swank from jasonswank.com. Now, I came across Jason and his chat bot for his own agency, and it was one of the first bots that I interacted with. And it became one of the reasons why I wanted to integrate chat marketing into my own agency. And in today's interview, we talk about that chat bot and how he has also grown two eight-figure agencies of his own to become one of the world's most sought-after advisors to agencies that are looking to grow and scale. We also touch on some really valuable lessons for people that might be a little bit stuck in your business and how you can push through those phases and get to the next level in your business. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's get into the chat with Jason Swink from jasonswink.com. All right, folks, welcome to today's episode of the Chat Marketing Podcast. And I have one question for you. Are you ready to swank it? Because I have just the man for you. I'm very excited to have Jason Swank on today's episode of the Chat Marketing Podcast. Jason, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm quite sad that you um you don't have that catchphrase anymore because I think it's one of the best catchphrases um, <laughs> for marketers out there in the podcast anymore. I used to love it, um, and particularly because of the American Australian accent, um, it can sound quite different depending on where it's coming from as well. What is it? What does it sound like in Australia? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we pronounce our e's and a's quite differently i think than you do so it's more of a swank um than a than a swank i think so it's kind of when we pronounce it it can sound a number of different ways um but i always used to love it so before we get into your background and we'll obviously chat about smart agency masterclass podcasts um i want to flip the tables and ask um you a question that you usually um used to ask your guests which i wish you would ask uh start asking again which is what was the first client project that you very first worked on and how much did you charge? Well, it was $500 and it was for a realtor website. A website. Yeah, I think we all started building websites at the very yeah. beginning, right? Well, I mean, that's all that really existed for digital, right? Like in 99. Yeah, I was going to say, what, what year was that? 99, yeah. And it would have looked like a very different website than today's would have, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, let's go back to 99 then um, and when you first started. And tell us a little bit about um, your background and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so I just graduated and I was working as a computer programmer for a company called Arthur Anderson a big global consulting firm. And there was a problem. Uh, I outsourced all my uh, programming in college. I had no idea how to code. <laughs> so <laughs> I was buying my time as, as much as I could, right? Until they found me out. And uh, I was just lucky enough that one of my friends looked like um, Justin Timberlake from NSYNC. Um, and so I designed a website making fun of NSYNC called In Shit. And it had us. And, and, and uh, shit, does that and still so, exist or could we get that on the Wayback Machine? No, it was on a, a GeoCity URL. Oh, like I didn't even have right. a domain name. <laughs> right. And uh, so, but I do have like a screenshot of like the top. That's all I could find of it, um, which was kind of funny um, when I found it a couple of years ago. But, you know, that website got popular and people started, you know, sharing it out. Um, 
And uh, then people started asking me to, you know, design websites for them. I was like, 500 <laughs> So, yeah, and then whenever I had asked people on the show, um, it, it was always like, yeah, five bucks. There was a case. Some, some people were a lot more, but most of the time it was $4. And, uh, and then you evolved from um, $500 websites into a multi-million dollar um, agency from then as well, right? How did you, how did you get into that agency land? In everything by accident, right? there was no, there was no game plan until a couple of years past, right? Like I think we're all accidental owners somehow, right? We knew how to do something cool and someone would offer us money. And, and then, uh, you know, I was just being reactive to the market of whatever was coming to me. And all, all of my business was based on word of mouth and referral, which now I look back at, it's not scalable. And, at the time, maybe a couple of years into it, I was like, you know, I need to do other things and stop relying on word of mouth and referrals to come to me because I just kept getting the same small business, the same mom and pop shops, because that, that's how who hang out with each other, right? Mm-hmm. The big companies don't hang out with the small companies. And so I had to, you know, create the different systems that would allow us to uh, go up upscale and uh, go after, you know, like Lotus Cars or Aflac or LegalZoom or Hitachi and, and some of those brands. And tell us about that agency and, and the journey um, over, because you eventually then end up being sold in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we were a couple million for a number of different years. And I even got to a point where I was like, I just want to throw in the towel. Like a lot of us in the industry were just like, I don't know. And then I thought about getting a job and then I decided, I was like, oh, I can do the stuff I really want to do. And I can say no to the stuff I don't want to do. And and then it changed everything and we quickly grew to a multi-million dollar agency. And then, you know, we had a lot of systems in place where I didn't have to do everything in the agency, right? I wasn't the toll booth and, and the business didn't rely on me for everything. And so we got to a point where a lot of people wanted to buy us and then we were able to sell it. And, uh, Sold it, was completely depressed because I didn't know what I was going to do next. Yeah, um, I was going to ask about that because cause I, I heard that um, you mentioned that in a podcast once that that sort of six-week period after selling was was a really sort of empty feeling. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, you got to think about like I, I had a lot of, when I look back at it, I had a lot of skins in the agency, right? Like it, it gave me a great sense of belonging and community. And so when I sold it, and I wasn't with the company anymore. I stayed on uh, for nine more months. And then our the agency that bought us sold us or sold the parent company again. So then my tour of duty was over, mm-hmm. which was nice. I can double dip. And I was depressed, man. Like I always identified myself as an agency owner um, and nothing else. And that, that was a mistake, right? Because we're so much more than that. And so for a couple of years, I struggled with, you know, doing an iPhone app, hated it. (laughs) And I was just lucky enough that some old competitors a couple of years um, after we sold were like, hey, how'd you sell? And hey, how'd you work with these big clients? How'd you manage this uh, this team? And just started helping them out for free. And I was like, oh, man, this is really rewarding. Like, I'm really good at it, too. And um, and so I was like, well, let's create this business where um, I'm a resource where when I was running my agency that I wish I had. And then uh, here we are today. And so but I even own another agency or a part of an agency now, which we're growing quickly too. So it's, it's just crazy where we end up. Yeah. Tell us um, uh, first, well, secondly about the, um, the new agency, but first I want to um, go back to when you touched on those early days of the agency, when you were like, I don't know whether it's right for me. I might go get a day job. I think we've all been there in that roller coaster ride early on. 
What are some things that sort of helped you push through that and get to that next level? Well, I actually went on an interview um, and for a job, yeah, yeah. J-O-B, <laughs> and, oh goodness, uh, ultimate failure, word. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they asked me, they go, what do you want to do every day? What don't you never want to do ever again? And I went home that night and I thought more about it. And I was like, you know, let me get a sheet of paper and uh, let's draw a circle on the paper. And it was about, the circle was about the size of my fist. And I was like, well, let's start with, just because I'm good at a process of elimination. And so I was like, let's write down everything I hate doing and I never want to do ever again. So I you know, listed out for a couple of hours. And then, which was a very long list. It's like project management, client communication. <laughs> Like, right? Like all this stuff I hate. And then anything in the circle, then I started concentrating in the circle. And I was like, oh, I love coaching, mentoring my team. I love um, being the face of the organization. I love assisting sales, right? And so I was like, well, that's it. Like, I don't have to go work for someone else. I can do this in the agency. And so that was kind of a a turning point for me um, for really being able to transition from the CEO or from the owner to a CEO. I think it's a great exercise that a lot of people will take a lot of value out of doing in their own business, right, if they are feeling the same thing. Because I think we've all been there at some point going, you know, is this actually what I want to be doing? Um, tell us a little bit about the uh, the new agency and you've helped um, a lot of different agencies between selling your first one and now starting your second one. What have you yeah. learned through that period that, you know, you're now approaching the second agency differently? Well, yeah, I mean, um, so... The second agency we started about eleven months eleven months ago with a number of different uh, really smart people. It's not just me, um, so I cannot take take all the credit. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, Thomas, the CEO, had an idea. He was like, "Look, uh, I want to take my agency and I want to grow it rapidly." And so we started working together on what we could actually do. And we're like, "Well, let's let's um, grow through acquisition." And so we quickly went from I think at the time they were around a million in revenue. And we're right now, 11 months later, 20 million in revenue. And here's the kicker. 3 million is net profit. Cool. And our whole goal is to grow it to 50 million uh, in EBITDA and then sell it or go public. And it's quickly like it's it's getting there. And, and so one of the strategies that we've done is, you know, buy seven other agencies in that time. And it's uh, it's working. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And especially with everything going on in the world as well, to be growing during this phase and you actually i've heard you mention before as well you grew during the last yeah. crisis financial crisis in 2008 and um, was one of your biggest growth periods as well are you finding similarities between these two periods oh most definitely i actually think there's more opportunity for agency owners um and agencies in COVID than there was in the financial crisis just because think about a lot of our daily lives is interrupted or business lives as well right but uh, People cannot do door-to-door sales. They can't go to conferences. But how we can reach people is through digital marketing. And so all the all the agencies I've been working with or in the mastermind, they've been growing, like having the best years ever. I mean, we're having the best year ever. Like the first month when this all came out, everything tanked because everybody was nervous. And then they were like, holy cow, there's a great opportunity here. Like everybody started pulling back in their marketing, which was stupid, right? Like I think back at the Henry Ford quote, where he goes, you know, um, stopping marketing to save money is like stopping your watch to try to save time. It just doesn't make any sense. And, uh, and then people kind of realize that. Uh, let's uh, talk about the chatbots now. And I want to um, uh, give credit to you because you're one of the first um, people that 
helped me inject a little bit of personality into my chatbots. I was building chatbots when I first came across you and um, your chatbot, the Donbot, um, from Don Draper, the Mad Men fans out there. Tell us a little bit about that, <laughs> how the idea came about and how you implemented it. Yeah, well, I mean, like anything, like I wish I had a grand scheme, but it was by accident. And it was really just trying to avoid the idiots that keep hitting me up on my contact page form, right? Of being like, hey, um, do you want a website? Like literally, like I'm like, have you not even read my website? <laughs> like it was just total spam. And I would get like a thousand of them a day. And I was just going like, I'm deleting my contact page. But, and I want to see who's legit and who's real. So I was like, I'll delete my contact page and I'm going to make it a messenger bot. And, um, and it was really just to block people. And then I also wanted to do it. And then it started turning into, all right, I only want to talk to serious people. So how can I use this bot in order to kind of qualify them? Because I always found that when I'm going back and forth on social or chatting with them, I'm always asking the series of questions, you know, well, what type of agency are you? How big is your agency? Are you an agency? Right. And so I was like, well, how can I like, how can I put this in, in the bot? And then how do I have that conversation with them? You know, once, once they're qualified and that's what I did. And I did that for two years. I didn't have a contact page and I used messenger marketing, but here's the deal. Marketers screw up everything. <laughs> and uh, I told too many people and spoke to me. Right. And right. so everybody was just testing out my bot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so now I have a contact page again. I don't have a contact form. Um, but I do have a messenger bot on the on the contact page to uh, engage with people. Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the cardinal sins in all the chatbot marketing groups is only go and test people's bots if they ask you to do it because you're skewing all our data and all the information that we've gathered for clients or for ourselves. Uh, looking back at that, and um, can you talk about some of the results you got and can we delve into the process a little bit and exactly how it sort of worked i know it's evolved since then um what the the first questions were that you asked when people entered the inbox how it flowed from there some tactics that you do you did to um accelerate that growth as well yeah i mean it pretty much works the same way as it did in day one i really haven't changed it because it it's works right so and you got to kind of think about going into it you know a lot of people try to trick you and be like you're talking to a real human and so that's why I was like, well, let me, and this was like three years ago, like right when it came out. So I was like, I don't want to trick anybody, but let's have some fun. So, you know, in our world, like you were saying, Don Draper's famous, uh, the famous fake person, admin, right? And so I was like, well, let me get a little jiffy of him, like smoking a, a cigarette or cigar, right? Like kind of like the typical sleazy ad person, right? And I was like, let me ask one question. And then it goes to another, be like, are you an agency owner? Or now I don't own an agency or I'm starting one. And, and then I'll take you down a path. And then from there, it asks on revenue because based on revenue, you know, like I only work with a, a, a select few that are above a certain revenue in, in their agency for one-on-one -on -one or the mastermind, or if they're just starting out and I'm like, I'll go to this playbook or that kind of stuff. So I wanted to direct that. And then, so I asked like two or three questions and then I transitioned the bot to bring me into the the fold. And here's what I did differently than I think a lot of other people. I'm not chatting with them over text. I'll actually record my voice and I'll be like, Hey, Daniel, Hey, I'm so glad you have a good agency. I know you're struggling with this. Tell me a little bit more. And then it would kind of freak people out. And they'd be like, how'd you automate that? And I'm like, it's not automated. It's me. <laughs> and the cool thing about it was regardless if they came and started chatting with Don three hours or maybe a day earlier, I could still start up that conversation right away 
because everybody has their phone in their pocket versus if someone went to an online form and filled it out and then I try to email them back, like my chances of reaching them are like 10%. And so when I was doing this in the very beginning for the first six months, I think in the first couple of months, we generated over a quarter million dollars just because wow. we could answer people's questions about like where they need to go. Um, is the playbook right for them? Is the mastermind right for them or whatever it is, right? And I could answer those questions or overcome uh, some of their um, shortcomings of, uh, you know, will this actually help or, or that kind of stuff. So it was great success. And, and I still have conversations with people on it, but it's not as much. Like literally we would have like 20, 30 a day, like of qualified, um, right? Uh, when this came out, now it's like down to like two or three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And how did you, and, and why did you decide uh, a chat over any other medium or marketing tactic? And how did you find it compared to other marketing tactics as well? Well, you know, like I, when people would interact with it, I could reach them about 90% of the time. Like it was crazy. And and it was just, I couldn't believe it versus like you send an email, you try to call people. It was just, you couldn't reach them. And so it was, it was a crazy medium um, that had huge potential and reach, especially when no one was doing it. And, and uh, you know, obviously my audience is agency owners, so they're on the cusp of technology. So a lot of times they'd be like, oh, this is cool. Like this guy's innovative and, you know, uh, you, you might be able to help me out. So it was a, it was an unbelievable tool. It still is. And uh, I, I love having conversations with people. Hey, it's Dan, and I just quickly wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on attending ManyChat's official conference, Conversations 2020. This conference is a completely virtual event held on November 6th to 8th, and it features presentations from the world's leading entrepreneurs and chat marketing specialists, including some of the guests you'll hear on this podcast, but also some others like Damon John of Shark Tank fame, Neil Patel, Molly Pittman, Ryan Dice, Jasmine Starr, and the CEO of ManyChat, Mikey and himself. Now, I've got the inside word on this conference that there will be five times the amount of attendees in past years. Thank you, COVID. But the technology that sits behind it will still ensure that you get some of the best parts of attending a conference in person. And as a listener of the Chat Marketing Podcast, I've got you covered with 10% off your ticket. Just head to conversationsconference.com and enter the code CHATPOD. That's conversationsconference.com and enter the code CHATPOD. Don't miss out on this awesome opportunity to be part of one of the best communities on the planet. I'll be there, so come say hi. All right, let's get back to our interview. Yeah, I love that um, process of when I first heard you talk about the Don bot and even just the personalization. I think that's that's really important with a lot of guests that we've spoken about is that you know people think that chatbots can be this impersonal robot type of thing that drives you down a path of conversation that they don't want to go. But actually, you can become incredibly personalized and in today's world, that's critical. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's I, I've seen a lot of ones where they put personality to it and people are like, hey, how's Susie doing? And they're like, Susie's a bot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've uh, we've certainly given Giphy a good run um, in creating a lot of our chatbots. We've used gifts from Happy Gilmore, from Mrs. Doubtfire. We've got a lot of leverage um, out of creating some personalities. And um, that probably leads me to my next question as far as if there are agencies out there or people looking at integrating chatbot marketing into their business. Um, what advice would you give to some of the agencies out there that are looking at adding another service to their agency? Well, it's not always just adding a service. It's like, how does it with your overall solution and the results that you deliver to your, your end client, right? And I think chats will actually, 
assist a lot of the other things, especially, you know, let's say you're driving a lot of ads for a client and one of the remarketing ads could be like, Hey, I know you checked out a bunch. Like, would you like to chat with someone right away about it? And then they could, you know, walk them through it and, and that kind of stuff. And you just have instant conversations versus waiting for their support. And everybody's asked me, they're like, well, how did you, how do you respond to all of them? And, and do you use your team to respond? I was like, no, I do it. And it's just like, think about responding. I'm looking on my phone. I'll be like, all right, let me look at this. And oh, cool. Let me respond to Daniel. And I'm in line at the grocery store or, you know, I'm at a swim meet for my kid and he just swam for 10 seconds and I have to wait three hours for the next 20 second race. So, right. Like we have so much amount of time, you know, to respond. Uh, It's just a huge, it's a huge opportunity that a lot of people are actually still missing out on. Um, You work with a lot of agencies and and, um, your podcast, Smart Agency Masterclass podcast um, is a weekly podcast that helps agencies out there. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how you help agencies um, grow their business? Yeah, it's, it's all about really kind of walking them through a framework or showing them the systems that they need in the right order, right? So I, I look at growing a business, growing an agency, you have to set up the right systems like a phone number, right? Like your phone number is in a particular order. And a lot of times people get them out of order. So I show them what are the, what's the right order that we need to do? What's the right systems? And then we adapt it to them because the ultimate goal is we don't want you to be a prisoner of your agency. We want to show you how you can create that freedom that I found, right? When I got to that point after I was interviewing for, you know, a job. And once you do that, you know, it could be an amazing, amazing lifestyle, amazing you know, business that, you know, you can really build anything. Cause a lot of people, they want to get to a point to sell it, or they may want to create their agency as an incubator where they can use their agency to create other things. So there's so much opportunity, but we, we want to make sure we eliminate majority of the stress. Like it's not going to, yeah, you're get never going to eliminate that. No, <laughs> yeah, there's no silver bullet, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> we just want to make it a little easier than we had it, right? Uh, can you talk a little bit about the solutions that you offer, and if people want to um, start to work with you and find out a little bit more about you, where do you yeah. recommend them getting started? Yeah, I mean, so we help people out in a number of different ways. I always tell people start off with digesting our free content. You know, we have I think two thousand pieces of free content that is really good out there, right? It's not like we're putting content and be like, here's the secret sauce. And we give you like a little dip. We try to give everything away. Um, and then once you digest some of that and you're like, okay, I, I like this, this actually helped. If you're the do it yourselfer and uh, you really want it kind of like a guide uh, on your own pace, I would tell you to check out the agency playbook. That's our online uh, framework that you can go through and get all access to all our documents that we use in the agency and our strategies and process and you get lifetime access and we're always updating it. And then if you're the type of person that you like the camaraderie and you want to learn what other agencies are actually working on right now and what's working for them and have people be able to see the stuff you're not able to see it. Uh, we have a what we call the digital agency elite. It's our exclusive mastermind. Um, and then if you're at a point where you want to get to sell your business or you're at selling your business, you can contact us as well, but you can get to everything at uh, swank it. <laughs> yes. There you go. I'll use it, yes. right? Nice. Swank like it. Dot it. And swank is spelled S W E N K. Or you can go to jasonswank.com and it has links to everything where you can check out the podcast or the videos, and, but really just di- jump and digest our free content. Make sure it works for you and, and all of that. Yeah. And I can testify that it's great content. 
content as and, well, and it's and, then we can go from there. and there's a lot of content um, as well from the weekly podcasts, and you used to have a daily YouTube show as well, and it's all quality content as far as taking little bits for agency owners out there that I think will get a lot of value um, by starting with that, and then progressing hopefully to um, to some of the other services that you offer. Um, going back to you've. Uh, created the initial um, agency that you ended up selling. You've helped a lot of agencies over the journey. You've now got a new agency that's tipping over $20 million. How much of your success over the journey comes down to hard work and how much comes down to just pure luck? Uh, I mean, I would say 90-10, right? Uh, 90% 90 is hard hard work, determination, not giving up and and constantly, you know, adapting to what's in in front of us. And then the other 10%, I would say dumb luck. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, you know, the, the thing that I always tell people is like, look, you have to cut, you never know how long it's going to take in order to kind of crest that or get to the top of the mountain, the first mountain, because, you know, and that, that's why when I sold my agency, I was like, oh, I'm at the top of the mountain. There's nothing else, right? Like there's nothing else to achieve. I was like, well, crap, man, there's other mountains um, that we can actually do. But in order to be lucky, you have to work hard and show up. The only luck, like even with the lottery, winners, right? You have to buy tickets over and over again in order to win. Yeah, That's hard work to show up at a gas station and buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, true. I'm sure there's one person that <laughs> never bought a lottery ticket Yeah, um, and then they won, but you know, that's like, you know, like getting struck by lightning. <laughs> true. It's very true. Uh, I've taken his question from your podcast that I've implemented into this podcast and I ask it to every guest. Is there anything I haven't asked you yet that you think would give some value to the listeners out there? I love it. I've yeah. never heard that question ever, ever, ever before. <laughs> yeah, I like it as well because I think it's a great opportunity for you to wrap up um, and yeah. Uh, and go down. Yeah, is, is there anything else um, that you think would offer some value? Yeah, look, everybody always looks at the big guys and they try to say, I want to be the big guy and let's copy exactly what they're doing right now. And I think that's a big mistake because I truly believe everything big starts off small and you got to look for the six, the clues that people left behind of what actually got them there. So if you want to be at a certain level of ABC company and they're really big and you want to get that, get there and you're small right now, don't look at what they're doing now. Look at how they actually got there and don't do exactly what they did, but understand what worked for them and build that framework that can help you escalate and be yourself. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, if you look back at some of my original videos, which are horrible. I think we all start um, them. It's fun. Right. Oh my gosh. And I, I leave them all up there just yeah. so you can see how bad, uh, how bad I'm not lying to you. Right. Um, and even like I do a video like two weeks ago, I'm like, oh, that sucks. I need to, I need to do something different. But um, you, you really want to, you know, not judge yourself on where you're at now and just constantly keep getting better. So just remember everything big starts off small and uh, be consistent, have hard work and uh, a little bit of luck and you'll get to where you need to go. I love it. It's a great way to wrap up. One last time, where can people find you and find out a little bit more about what you do and how you can help? Yeah, go, uh, go to Swankit, uh, S-W-E-N-K dot I-T. Nice. And uh, that will go to the website. Bringing a Swankit back. I love there you it. go. Bringing it back for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, mate. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Jason Swank. He's a seriously smart and very successful dude. Now, if you haven't checked out the other episodes yet, we've got some amazing interviews lined up already and our first three episodes have dropped. So if you haven't already, make sure you head over there and listen to those now. 
And don't forget to register for ManyChat's official conference, Conversations 2020. It's coming up on November 6th to 8th. The completely virtual event is going to be amazing. And I've got your 10% off your ticket if you haven't got one yet. So head over to conversationsconference.com and enter the code CHATPOD. That's C-H-A-T-P-O-D. All right, don't forget to review and subscribe to the podcast because we have some awesome guests coming up and I can't wait for you to hear from them. Until then, have a great day and I'll be chatting with you soon. Thank you.